0: Good morning. We're just gonna start with um, what a typical day at camp would look like. Um, So 645 is the wake-up call and Jordan is still here. I'm gonna ask him just to tell me how you would tell your campers to wake up. Good morning, campers! Just like that. (laughs) Because we're staying up really late, we need them to wake up, so. One more, one more. Can I get a one more? So 6.45, they wake up, they get ready for the day. And then 7.30, they will go to the sanctuary for devotions, and that's about 30 minutes of um, a brief sermon, a word, and that's done by the counselors. Um, and then 8 o'clock to 8.30 is breakfast in the dining hall, and then 9 a.m. is morning service, and that runs for about two hours, I would, what, an hour and a half, two hours and then after morning service service there's games there was three different kinds of games each day there was so the first day was there was a scavenger hunt over the whole property i think the longest amount of time it took was what two hours (laughs) for people to complete it maybe longer so it was a really long scavenger hunt this wasn't like easter you know sunday with eggs it's not like that and then the second day was um field day which was um, just a, var- a variety of games that you would play at I mean, a little bit of a twist. And then the last was Water Day, um, which like water balloons and just games based around water. And then after games, there was lunch, 12.30 to 1. And then 1 to 2 was a workshop, which is similar to devotions. It was a little bit longer, and 10 10, but it was also done by us, the counselors. And then after workshop, it was afternoon activities. Now this was enjoying the lake and other activities, basketball, volleyball, um, hanging out with everybody. And then at 5 to 5.30, that was evening preparation. So if you've been out on the lake, you need to change and all that good stuff, be ready for evening service. And then 5.30 to 6.30 PM, that was dinner and right after dinner was group prayer which was one of my favorite parts of every night um, we all will just stand in a huge circle in the field uh, and we'll just uh, lift up the name of the lord and pray you know expectations and um, my favorite part is uh glenn glenn and denise run the camp and glenn he would just automatically he starts prayer with how good is our god and then we would respond Good. And like I don't know if we maybe didn't say it loud enough, but like he just wanted to believe it in here. He'd be like, "How good!" Or, so how good? good. <laughs> and it's just it's awesome. It's just we wanted to go into the sanctuary already. Right? Our hearts are prepared. We're ready to receive what God has for us. And then after prayer, there was evening service um, in the sanctuary. And then after the evening service, there was. Um, an, an afternoon, an evening activity, it could be an icebreaker, it could be um, we had s'mores by a fire one night, um, just hanging out. And then 10 to 11 p.m. is get ready for bed, and then 11 p.m. is marked out. That's kind of, we kind of were up very late, so 11 was not, yeah, it was probably like midnight. I know some of these counselors were up until two or three some nights. Um, so, but just a really great time in the Lord, even though we were up really late and we were tired, but the Lord filled us and we were able to do everything that he needed us to do and receive as well. Um, so I would like to transition now and just to get some feedback from some of our teams and our counselors, whoever would like to go first, just about, if you want to tell about one of your favorite experiences
1: from here Does want to go first? I'll go first.
2: I'll go first. Um, so, first of all, let's just, I, I'm, I know we're going to get spiritual in a second, but i just got to start with the food. The breakfast, I don't even know. Like, I'm not, u- okay, so literally at every meal, there was a dessert. So, like, I don't know. I think there's, like, Camp 15 might be, like, a thing. I'm not sure. I know we run around a lot, but... Like, literally, like, after every meal, it was, like, blueberry cake, banana bread, ice cream sundae. <laughs> so, like, it was, you know, I've been eating too good a little bit, you know? That's all i got to say. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, but I also just wanted to share a story. Um, Abigail, uh, I forget she said it. I think it was night three or something. One of the nights. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm losing track at this point. Um... She had been in the service and I had um, I'd gone back to take care of Elijah and I was praying and she had talked about uh, Nippy in the previous service how just, there's like this piece of God there. I don't know how to explain it, you just step on the campus and you're just like, whoa, like God's here. And um, there's, a, there's a room that we used to have our counselor meetings in and I actually put a picture on here on the slide where it's just like it's a room surrounded with windows and um, you can see the lake um, from the room, it's beautiful. You can see the beach, and it's just quiet. There was actually, like, it's look. I'll just give you a picture. It's so beautiful there and so peaceful. There was literally like baby bunnies hopping around, like wild bunnies hopping across the campus. Like it was just beautiful. And um, and so I went into that room, and everything I could hear is the prayer, and just had a, t- a nice time of prayer with God. Just. In his peace, and prayed for the service and prayed for each teen. And I was just feeling so peaceful that I was like, Well, it's time to go to sleep. Uh, and so I, Elijah was sleeping in the playpen, and I was sleeping. And um, all of a sudden, my phone starts going off. And um, Abigail's like, The service is over, like, time to come up, or whatever. And um, so I come up. Well, little do I know, well, I, I knew that the Holy Spirit was moving, but little did I know like, that our teens were getting touched. And um, and so I go up, and um, one of our youths, he was, um, he'd been up front and gotten prayed over, and he'd felt the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I don't know, like he was telling Abigail, like, I have like the shivers, but there's no goosebumps on my arms. Like, there's nothing there. Like, I feel like this feeling, like, I, like he couldn't explain it. And um, Abigail's like, you know, that's the presence of God, and asked him if he'd wanted to go to pray for, to get prayed for. And he and I are pretty close, and he's like, no, I want Ryan to pray for me. Well, just then, at that moment that he told me that, half asleep Ryan walks through the door,
1: and talk about God's timing.
2: Like, he is so, it's even the little things. It's even the little things. I think sometimes, like, we make a big deal and people are like, oh, that's just a coincidence. No, God, he's got a plan, and everything is on purpose and for a purpose. And so, we walked in, and we were able to pray, and he gave his life to Jesus that night.
3: So, uh, camp is always a great experience. Um, you know, I, I went to the church that initially started this camp a long, long time ago, so I've been going... It's my 11th year, uh, three as a camper, eight as a counselor. And I tell you, being a counselor is just a different experience than being a camper. Because I, I almost feel like God touches me more.
4: And it's not that because
3: he wants to give me more because I'm older, because I'm more experienced, but because he gives me opportunities to minister to the teens. He fills me to the point where I can go and pray over them things that I didn't even, like, I don't know everybody. Like, there's there's like 60 campers this year and one church sent, like, 40. And I know, like, two of them. <laughs> so there's so many of the, these teens that I, I don't have a relationship with, but God gives me things to pray over their lives. And, and, you know, both times that I did that, I got confirmation from them after the service that it's like, that's exactly what I was anxious about this morning. That's exactly what's been on my heart. And I'm just so so blessed to be able to be a part of what God's doing. And it doesn't just end with camp. It doesn't just end with that week or you know, when you're around young people. It's everywhere we go, we should be tuned in, like Ryan said earlier, tuned in to the Father, tuned in to Holy Spirit, so that when those moments come up, we're ready. We're ready, that we're prepared, that we spent those times in prayer, that we spent those times fellowshipping with each other and building each other up. Oh, hallelujah,
5: and, and camp is just the
3: perfect atmosphere for that. Tonipi really is such a special anointed place. It's as soon as you walk in that you just know that something's different, and it's my heart that we bring that back wherever we go, because it, it, it's not the place. It's not the place, it's us. It's the Holy Spirit within us. That the, the, everywhere our foot treads should be that piece of God that follows us. Thank you, Jesus. So I just, I believe that that's what every one of these campers and counselors got this week, is that, oh, just wherever we go, God is with us, no matter what it looks like. It's so like that song, you know, it might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Thank you, Jesus. And the games are really fun too, and I love doing them. That's, that's it.
2: I really thought about bringing an icebreaker to, to service today. I'm tempted. Yeah, let's do it.
3: All right, so we're gonna do a quick icebreaker game. Uh, This is really, really simple, really, really simple. All right, so I'm gonna give you a task, so everybody can play, every single person can play. This is super easy. I'm gonna give you a task, and I'm gonna tell you when to do it, but you won't know when to do it, such as I'm going to say, the task is stand up in 37 seconds. The person who stands up at 37 seconds wins. But you just have to count. It can be a little deceiving, it's a little tough. So, when I count down from three, you're going to stand up in 37 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Normally there'd be like techno music, or just one 37 seconds, is it long, is it short, are we there yet? hmm all right pastor freddie
1: okay You're still You're still going.
3: okay interesting okay okay all right so i will i will tell you pastor Freddy, you were the first one to stand up at 20 seconds The rest of you stood up at about 30 seconds. But as I was watching the countdown, Travis stood up at exactly 37 seconds. So good job, Travis. And that's what a lot of the icebreaker games are like. They're just fun little things to get you moving, get you, you know, getting to know each other. Because it's not, you know, when we do games and stuff, it's not just about like the games and the fun, but it's about being together with fellow believers and, you know, building those relationships. Which is one of the reasons I love it so much. The other one is because we get to put teams through, uh, you know, like bobbing for tater tots and uh, raw eggs or running through an obstacle course that is covered with slime. It's all fun,
2: but yes. One of my favorites was the, the watermelons with the Vaseline that they had to get out of the lake. Yeah, I was funny watching people wrestle watermelons out of the lake. That was really funny. All right, does anyone else want to share? so it was really cool being a counselor for
1: like the first time ever but um not as a camper obviously but um but it was just so cool because we really did get to see like teens lives changed and stuff like people that you did know that like you, you you knew that their their story would be totally different without their encounter with jesus that week like it was insane but like, it's so cool because you just like, every night is like a little bit and a little bit more breakthrough as the week goes on. And so, like, one, one, the first day, people will just be like, all like, trying to be like, all. All like self-conscious, and they're like, they're like, I don't want anyone seeing me raising my hands and things like that. But then throughout the days, like, they slowly, you know, they get to here, and so um, it's just so cool because you just get to see like all the all the all these things just lift off their lives, and like it's just so awesome to see all these kids set free and like set on fire for Jesus. And I just pray that that spreads to their churches and their towns surrounding, and that would be so amazing. (laughs)
6: Alright, so, um, uh, yeah, camp was really great, um, but throughout the week, you know, each uh, service, you could just, you just really, f- I loved how you could just feel the presence of God in each service, like, every time, like, these people being prayed on and, like, like things happening that, you know, you just can't ex- explain with, like, normal knowledge, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's God, it's God, but, um... I just kept praying to God that, like, I wanted more, though. that feeling is just so good, like, I, I, I kept wanting more, you know, and the week went on, and on, and, um, after the last day, you know, I I got, you know, I'm not really going to speak, sorry, um, but, I, yeah, I wanted more, and, um, after the last day, we always go to, um, Chick-fil-A, and, um, get get some good food, you know, and we usually uh, worship, sing worship songs there, and uh, it was just, it was so crazy, just, like, we were singing, you know, worshiping, and I could just feel his presence, and it was just, like, it was so good, like, I I could, just this joy, and I, I just, I couldn't stop crying, like, I just started bursting out in tears and started crying, like, it was crazy, like, God just showed up right there and and just God gave me more of Him. So it was, it was great. Praise God. Praise God.
2: Josh, if you want to sh- share that video, okay. All right, guys. He's touching people in the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so one of the teens actually told me that they saw like somebody like another like they saw people like around the Chick Fil A like joining in singing and they saw like someone in tears. I just, I just think that's cool. I almost wish I was like, man, we should have done like an altar call in Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, that would have been so cool. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop,
1: you never stop working. Even when I don't see
2: it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Waymaker,
1: miracle worker, promise keeper Light in the darkness, my God and that is who you are Waymaker, oh Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper Light in the darkness, my God that is
2: for Jesus. He's so good. Travis, not to put you on the spot, but you told me something um, there that this year you'd went and you were just open to what God wanted to do. Could you just talk about that a little bit?
5: So I went once in 2019, first time and then because of COVID we didn't go, but in 2019, like, I don't know. I feel like I missed out. So, after like two years hearing that we were gonna go again, I was excited because I just wanted to be open this time and let God do what He needed to do. And the f- I the first night in, like the day the night we got there, I just felt something happening. And then the rest of the camp, it was kind of like Keegan, what Keegan said, just progressively getting, like, more and more, like, open, I guess. But I just feel that happening. I, each of the night services, I could just feel God's presence there, and it was just so cool. And I don't usually, I I wouldn't think that I have any mental health issues, and if I did, I definitely don't have them anymore. But one of the biggest things is that I tend to be shy, and... There's not one time I can remember at camp where I had like any sort of being shy and looking back, I'm just like, wow, I would definitely not be talking to people and just being like in the service, just like doing things. I'd be I don't know. It's different. I can't really explain it. It's just God.
7: Hey, um, I've been handed a microphone. Here we go. Um, yeah, camp was camp was an amazing experience, and you know we saw a lot of kids. Just their lives are like you, you. just know seeing them that their lives are definitely changed forever, and that they've experienced something that's gonna follow them through the rest of their life. But I feel like also as as um ca- like as counselors we got ministered to as well. Like, I remember there was there was a couple times where me, Keegan, and Ryan just stayed up to like, 2 in the morning talking. And we were tired in the morning, but it was stuff that I really needed to get some advice on, you know? But, I mean, there was... Oh, that was loud. I'm sorry. Um, I, I remember, for me, I, I went and I was, I'd been worried about, you know... God God's called me to do something and I just, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And then... Uh, I got prayed over and, and Preston gave me a word and it was just that things are going to make sense. God's going to come through on this and that it's it's all going to work out. And it was just exactly what we needed. But, you know. That's all I gotta say.
4: Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, carry on with what everyone else is saying and just explain how I felt the presence of God really heavily during camp. And I have felt the presence of God before, but camp was kind of different for me. Like, before I really had an, an issue with being bold and, you know, feeling shame and stuff for something as simple as even like jumping in worship, you know what I mean? And I think we've all experienced that before. And so I went to camp with expectations and stuff. Like, for example, during services, like, I would see people falling out and things like that. And that's never happened to me. And so, you know, I was praying for a touch of God like that. And the first, second, third services came and went. And I would go up and ask to get prayed for. And it wouldn't happen. And I was like, why... Is everyone else experiencing something like this? And I'm expecting it and it doesn't happen. And so on the third day, before the fourth day, I was like in my head, I was like, you know what? Like, it's going to happen. Like, it doesn't matter what doubt the enemy tries to put in my head, but I'm going to feel a touch from God tomorrow before I leave. And so I prayed that in faith unlike the other times, I kind of just felt a need and a want for it, but I don't think I really had the faith that it'll happen, and, you know, God is not really moved by our our need, but he's moved by our faith. When we ask for things, we have to ask in faith to receive it, and so the next day, you know, the service came, and it was time to get prayed for and stuff like that, so Before I got prayed for, I was like, you know what? I'm going to feel a touch from God. I was still asking in faith. And so Pastor Preston laid his hands on me. And he didn't even get a word in, but I just fell out. And that was that. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just a good experience. And, yeah, and ever since I left the camp, I still feel the presence of God like I hadn't before I came. So.
7: Real quick. I just gotta, I gotta share something real quick. Just I think a lot of times it's easy for us in the church, like here, um, to say like, oh man, I'm so happy the kids are back. It's so awesome to see them, you know, with the fire. I remember when I had that. But I wanna remind us that like this isn't just for the kids who went to camp. And there is literally no excuse for us not to be living like that. So I don't know, it, it, all, all it takes is us just to have a, a relationship with Christ. Read his word, pray. But I think we forget to do that and all too often. And I don't know, just wanted to share that.
6: Yeah, the the camp was much fun. It was my first time be a counselor. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A was awesome. And I like their food.
1: It's because it's Jesus's chicken. All right. (laughs) But, um, no, it was just so cool. Um, and we were talking about how, like, when we're at camp, we, we do that circle up, right? Before we go into, um, worship and stuff. And we, we're all there and we're praying and we're like asking and we're, 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 we're all building our expectation for what God's going to do that night. Um, but also, I just thought the coolest thing is, I don't know if some of you guys experienced it, but when you came, when I came back, I noticed a whole new boldness in my prayer life. Yeah. Like, instead of just being like, God, I need you to do something. Um, uh, uh, no, instead I'm like walking around my house. I'm like, I know that you're going to move. I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to break off chains this morning. Yeah. Oh, oh, like, <laughs> but I just thought that was cool, okay. Praise
2: God, <laughs> praise God. Kevin, you want to share? You Share, okay.
0: So before I went to camp, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, and the second I got there, I didn't feel any anxiety. There was nothing worrying me, and like, I didn't have a worry. There was nothing that put me down when I was there. And it's like, there was no anxiety when I, like when I stepped on that area. It was just like amazing.
2: Anyone else? Going once, going twice? No, no, all right. All right, all right, guys. well, this time, we're going to get into the word. Can we just give it up for these? T- everyone sharing. It's so, so God is so good. He's so good. So this morning, um, I just, I just, let's just pray before we start. Um, if you would, if you all, I know you guys just sat back down, but would you all stand and pray with me this morning? Listen, I just got to make sure you're awake. Okay, it's just, it's part of it, you know. Um, God is so good, amen? God, I just thank you for what you're doing in this service, God. I thank you for how you're touching your people. God, I just pray over this word this morning, God, that you would speak it clearly, God. God, that it would come from you, God, and that everything that is said today would honor and glorify you. God, we do this for your glory, your glory, God, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor. I'm, so I noticed, funny story, after youth camp, I noticed that my voice was hoarse for, like, the last three days. Maybe I was shouting a lot. It's a possibility. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, my voice is still hoarse, so bear with me, guys. Ah, praise God. All right, so how many here know the story of David. his life story let's just go let's the one we know him for the one with the giant right let's let's talk about the story i immediately go and i know it's just because i was a 90s baby i immediately go to dave and the giant pickle <laughs> don't you got, i just always think of that who will i fight do you guys remember that remember that i just i corey used to quote that all the time and it used to crack me up all right so we're gonna jump into this um we're gonna read some bible this morning i hope you guys are okay with that um our text, this well, if you're not too bad, actually, because that's why we're here. Uh, but anyway, um, our text this morning is First Samuel 17, 17 through 18. Um, I know I took away some of your guys' cell phones, so I'm sorry. We do have some Bibles up here if you want me to pass you one. Um, you know, the cool thing about real Bibles is you can't get a text alert while you're reading the Bible. I'm just saying. Just saying. All right. I'm not going to go down that, that rabbit hole. Okay. All right. Then Jesse said to his son David, "Take now for your brothers, and, and I'm, I don't know how to say this word, guys. Bear with, an ephah. Okay, an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves, and run to your brothers at camp, and carry these ten cheese cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring them ba- and bring back news of them." All right. So I was praying about this and, um, before we started, and God had just really brought in this story into my heart. And, um, you know, it's funny how we can read something, like, 20 times, and all of a sudden, like, God zones in on this one portion of Scripture, and it's like, whoa. Like, God's speaking to me. It's the living word of God. Amen? Amen? All right. So I was, So I was praying about that, and God had shown me that I'd allowed the enemy to lie to me in my life and um, he showed me how daily I needed to change some things, and I just want to share that with you today. Um, so I began to see that these challenges that we all come against every day are opportunities for God to have glory. And um, I just want to ask you, I mean, how many of you guys ever experienced discouragement in your daily, daily activities, right? right. God, it's funny how just little moments in our day, the enemy loves to just whisper these lies that if we let them take root, man, they can take our whole day. They can take our whole life, right? So David, he's out. Now, most of us don't have a battlefield that we're going to go deliver food to our brothers to. I felt like that was kind of unrelatable maybe, but I think a lot of us have delivered the groceries, right? Oh, Lord, I hate delivering the groceries. Oh, <laughs> And let me tell you, it's just, how many are here are like, you, you've got like 10 bags on each arm. Do any of you guys do that? That's me. I'm like, I am only doing two trips. I don't care if it kills me. Um, yep, yep, my hands are purple by the time I'm, I'm you know, I've done the, done the groceries. Um, so David was a young man, and he was doing his chores as his father had asked him to. And I know sometimes chores, they become mundane and they become like, we're just like, this is life, you know? Right. Uh, for you, for people that are like, I don't know, like, if you know SpongeBob, it's just like Squidward. It's like, wah, wah, this is, this is life, right? <laughs> um, but God saw hi- the Lord's purpose in everything that he, I mean, but David saw God's purpose in everything he was doing. Right. And his purpose, he had been used to relying on God in everything that he did. Now, if you know a little bit about David's story, he was um, he was a shepherd boy, and uh, he was out in the wilderness tending sheep. Now, listen, when David was tending sheep, he did not have YouTube videos to instruct him on how to do so. Oh, YouTube, my best friend. Um, I'm like, you know, thank God. If I have a house someday, I'm not very handy. Thank God for YouTube, because there's going to be a lot of broken things if it was just up to me. Um... But he didn't have those, thing, those, those, those things, those resources to rely on. He couldn't just text his dad and be like, hey, dad, like, what did you do when this happened? Like, he was out in the wilderness. So he was used to relying on his father, his heavenly father. Amen? Um, now, I, I, imagine, um, I imagine when I was, like, if I was in that situation, just... Having to reach out to the Lord, you know, and I this wasn't in, in my this wasn't in, in my notes, but I love that verse in James that He gives wisdom to those who ask for it. Can I just tell you? There was a time, and I'll, I'll just give a quick testimony here. There was a time I was playing drums at another church, and the drum like solo part was crazy. They had an an elevate it was an elevation song. They have like six drummers playing. Okay, so you just listen to this. You're like, how is this happening right now? If you don't realize that there's six drummers playing. And I, I don't know. I was just feeling the pressure on me. And I'm like, God, I don't know how to do this. I really don't know how to do this. Just crying to the Lord in my grandma's garage on my drum set. And and all of a sudden, I just felt his presence rest on me. And he's like, Ryan, if I've called you, I've equipped you. And all of a sudden, I get I get on the drum set. I kid you not. And I just ripped through that solo part like I'd never played it before, and God, it was like God downloaded the wisdom that I needed for that. He wants to do that for you this morning. If there's an issue you're going through, like, I don't know what to do. God wants to give you the wisdom. It says that we need to ask in faith, and we need to believe. But don't waver because God will give it to you. And if you second guess, what does it say? He's like one that gets tossed to and fro. We don't want to be tossed to and fro this morning. We want to believe that God has given us what what we need. Amen? Amen. All right. I want to read this because um, God had really talked to me about not trusting in the arm of flesh, but trusting in the arm of God. And I just want to read this psalm this morning, um, Psalm 146. And this is a little bit of Bible, okay, guys, so please bear with me. I just want to, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to try, I'm going to try to take a drink of water really quick, as my mouth keeps getting dry, and I'm so sorry. I hate listening to people talk when there's like, you know, like, you know, like, you don't want to, you don't want to hear that on the microphone, right? Oh, Lord, help us, especially in the morning. Let's talk about the morning breakfast table, and the kids, it's like, oh, my Lord, help me. Okay, God's good. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, ye, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put, put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, and he returneth to his, er, to his earth. And in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that has faith in the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that there is in <clears throat> therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. Some people are going to be set free this morning, yes. Jesus name. The Lord opened the eyes of the blind, the Lord raiseth them that bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous, the Lord pres- preserveth the strangers, and He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked, he turneth upside down. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Okay. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, until all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Come on. Let's praise him this morning. Let's praise him. Now, I love what he does here. He, Before he starts talking about all the different problems that God can solve, he starts, he's like, yo, got a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. No, but, no, listen, um. He talks about how good God is, how great he is, how powerful he is. Man, if you get into prayer tonight after leaving here, I, I challenge you, start talking about how great he is before you start bringing your request to him, because it's going to build the level of faith that you have when you come, and you, you co- it, it says that we can come th- to the throne with confidence, with boldness, right? Amen. God is so good. All right. And I just I keep, I keep thinking about um, this time that we're in and the time that we see so many problems in the media, we see so many problems um, just with mental health. If you don't know what I do for like, my job every day is I'm a, a disability case manager and just seeing the mental health claims roll in and roll in and roll in and roll in, and there's so much discouragement out there in the world today but man, if we could just get a hold of this and give them this, right? Because that's what we have in Jesus. We have confidence. We are blessed. We have a good father. The, the word says that we are not, we're not our conquerors. We are more than conquerors, right? We are blessed. We're not cursed. We're above. We're not beneath. We're the head. We're not the tail. My God's a good father. Can you say he's a good father? Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Praise God. He's awesome. All right. Now, the enemy would love for you to believe that God would like to see you suffer and see you lack. But that's not our God. Amen? Man, one of my favorite, favorite verses, James 1.17. This verse, I, I give it to myself all the time, you know, because I think a lot of times we... We see people around us that are in discouragement. But that's not our story. We're not normal people, amen? We're the children of God. And listen, my God has good things for me. He has good things in store for me. He has good things in store for you. And so this is the verse. And can you, I want you to say this with me. Every good gift. Can you say every? Every Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. How many have experienced some change these last two years? It's been a little bit of change, right? 2020, but guess what? Guess what? We have that good gift from God that doesn't change due to the season that we're in, or due to the virus that is happening, due to... Financial restraints, God is good. He has good things for his children. Praise the Lord. Okay. Listen, I, I got to tell you, and this might sound irresponsible, but I've determined I'm not going to change how I'm living. I'm going to believe God. It's a you know, there's I'm, I trust in him. Listen, while the gas prices are whatever they are, $5 a gallon now, whatever they are, I've just determined, like, one of my favorite things, I drive a a little Corolla, but it's stick shift, and I just love to redline that thing around a corner. I just love to, and just shift it, man. I love that. I've determined that I'm not giving up the things that I like or changing how I live because God is going to provide. I love to be able to take my kids out for ice cream. I love to be able to take my wife out for dates. And guess what? I know that God's going to provide. I know that he is. When I was really young, my dad was a pastor, and we had moved up here. He had a cleaning business, and um, we had moved up here because God had told him to. And I was used to that because he was an evangelist before that. I'm like, all right, here we go again. New paint, time to wallpaper a new house. Like, I don't even know how many houses I lived in, to be honest. I really don't. But, <laughs> but God's good. And um, there would be times, there would be, there'd be Christmases, where beautiful gifts would be given to us, even though there wasn't any money. There would be times, like, I don't even know, one year someone got us an Xbox, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, like, what's going on? The original Xbox, too, I'm old, guys, okay, all right, it's all right, okay, and uh, <laughs> and um, and he provides, there's so many times, My there was a very small salary, but do you know there? Were, we never knew that. I never knew that we weren't, weren't really all that well off because God continued to provide for our family. And you know, something, Abigail and I, like, we've been on a journey of our own. Just, we, I'm a big Dave Ramsey guy. I'm not going to preach Dave Ramsey to you today. <laughs> but, but, um, there's been so many times where, um, God has asked us to give during our journey of getting out of debt. And it was like, God, like, I want to get to this next baby step. Like, I just want to get there. And like, I just, you know, I felt him like, you will. You just got to trust me, you know. And there was times we had a missionary come in, and God had asked me to give us some of money I would never thought about giving before. Right. I was like, okay, God, that's you because <laughs> that's not me. Right. Um, right. And, um, and it was right in the middle of me trying to pay off my car. And I was like, okay, well, if God says it, I'm going to do it. And um, listen, you honor God with your finances. He, he will honor you. He will take care of you. I don't mean just, I don't mean just the tithe. I mean sometimes that's, that already belongs to God. If you're not giving that, that already belongs to him. But he has more. He has more. And I'm not telling you to, you know, put in $1,000 and get a Lamborghini. That's not what I'm telling you this morning. That's not what I'm preaching this morning. I'm not, I'm not. But just trust God. He's so good. Amen? All right. All right. So I just want to give one more testimony about this. Sorry, guys. I keep going on and on, but I have to give this one because it's kind of funny. All right. All right. So when I was 15, right, I um, I re- I was, again, I was really into cars. I've, I'm still into cars. God help me. I need a, I need <laughs> help there. But um, I had wanted a car. My parents like, you really need to save up. Like, Ryan, what are you doing with your money? Why are you buying the new Nikes? Like, you need to. You need to save up and uh, save for this car. Now, listen, saving's is good. Everybody, saving is good. Uh, the Bible says that a fool spends all that he has, right, in Proverbs, something like that. That's paraphrasing. But anyway, um, but I just knew God, oh, I need to take a drink again. That's bothering me. Okay. And so I just knew that God was going to provide a car for me and um I just, I know, I had a word. You don't, I don't know if you know, like, you just have that surety that comes from God that's like, you're like, I know this thing's gonna happen. Like, I just know because God told me so. Right. And um, just like when God told me to marry Abigail, I was like, that's gonna be your wife. I did not tell her that, but, you know. <laughs> it took a little while, but we got there. Uh, anyway, um, and so I told my mom, I told my parents, and I was like, no, God's gonna give me a car. And they I think they really thought, like, I was being fresh, like, probably my mom thought I was being fresh. I don't know. <laughs> She's not she can't hear me right now, I don't think. So, it's all right. Um <laughs> anyway, it was so great. The next week we get to my my grandparents' house. I'm not super close with my uncle. So, like it wasn't like he knew, like I don't know. It wasn't like we had like some kind of tight relationship or something like that. And we get there and he's like, "God told me to give you my truck." And I just look at my parents like, "See?" God takes care of me, you know <laughs> anyway, teenagers don't be sassy with their parents. they don't like it, okay? <laughs> oh Lord, Cora's already on it she's I love her. she's a princess. God is good. Amen. Amen. All right, so <laughs> let's get back to it. so David's father had him delivering his his brother's groceries. now, first of all. How many want to do that for their sibling? Can we just see? Who wants to deliver groceries for their sibling? I feel like just the task in itself is like, my brothers are like war heroes, and I'm like the dude that has to go bring them some cheese and bread. You know, like, that in itself, that's another that's another word right there, because sometimes we get tasks that we think don't mean anything, and God wants to use them. It says, you know, the promotion comes from the Lord, right? I think sometimes we think that they're beneath us, but God is using that very thing that feels beneath us to bring us into our calling. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Um, all right. I lost my place here. Okay. So I just want to start off with, like, how many, how many have things, like, how many have had a bad Monday morning? Can we just <laughs> show of hands? Show of hands, okay. Um, can, you know, like, I, I, for me, it's I work at home, I know, poor me. Um, and, like, my Monday morning s- struggle is, like, my computer doesn't turn on, right, or something like that. But you know what? The enemy loves to use little things like that yeah. to get in your head, and he would love to lie to you. Right. He would love to lie to you and be like, well, the rest of your day is not going to go well. The, uh, the re- you know, you're not going to get done what you wanted to do today. Um, and I just want to challenge you, um, maybe those opportunities, maybe those those things that happen, what if those are chances to give God glory? Because he can use those moments. If if we rebuke the lie, the Bible says hold every thought captive, right? right, right. Every thought captive. If we rebuke the lie and be like, you know what, devil? Get out of here. I'm about to kill it today. Like, he, he wants you Put him in his place because he doesn't, he doesn't have any place in your head. He has no place in your thoughts. Amen? Amen? The Bible says, and we know that all in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Listen, if Jesus is in your heart this morning, you've been called. You've been called. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber. It doesn't matter if you're an electrician. It doesn't matter if you're a cashier. He's called you. Amen? You're a light wherever you are. You are... We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When people come in contact with you, man, it should be a touch. It's like, man, that guy, he was doing my, my change, and I just felt something different. Like, God, like, and, you know, there might be a time for you to minister. Uh, amen. All right, so we touched on this a little bit earlier, but what if instead, what if instead of going down that rabbit hole, what if instead of letting discouragement take root in our heads? What if instead we brought it to God and we crushed the enemy, amen? What if instead of posting an Instagram story, and I said this earlier in the service, but like hashtag struggle bus, no coffee this morning, like God help me, man, no, crush the enemy, amen? Instead of bringing it to other people and letting out our complaints and letting it take root in our heart, take it to Jesus who has the power who has the authority. It says, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. Amen? So the enemy has no place in our mind because we have the mind of Christ. Amen? We rebuke those thoughts. We crush them in Jesus' name. Amen. And see, I, I believe that what we're seeing here is that David didn't realize, maybe he didn't even realize, but the, the war had already started before he got to the battle. You know, when one of those sheep ran off and he didn't know how to get to get it back without losing the other sheep or something and he had to rely on God when the it says you know the bear and the lion we know about that but when those everyday things happened he was relying on God and um you know what and we know about the psalms so we know he was praising God as well there's something about what praise does in the atmosphere you know it it, When a report comes, you know what, just don't, you know, tell the devil to go and begin to praise the Lord and see what happens, right? Amen? He's so good. He's so good. And like we said earlier, I just want to give these verses really quick because, man, we need to get this, we need to get this Bible into our hearts. What what does the word say? It says that, you know, we hide his word in our hearts so that we might not sin against him, Right? All right, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? When a bad report comes, and like I said before, we don't go down the rabbit hole. We don't go to social media. We go to Jesus. We reject it, send it back to hell in Jesus' name. See, when David showed up on the scene, he immediately comes and receives discouragement. And like I said earlier, He'd already been given this task to be the chore boy, but he comes in and his brothers are like, oh, are you just being, like, do you just want to, like, kind of see what's going on? Like, are you just being a kid? Like, immediately putting him down, but David knew who he was in God. He knew that he was called. And another story is, then after that, if that's not discouraging, Saul kind of looks at him and is like, you're going to need some armor, buddy. Like, I don't know. Can you imagine, like, people kind of like, I don't know. I think we feel like that sometimes. I think even sometimes when we come into church, we see people that are so far ahead in God and we get discouraged because that's not where we are. But listen, God has given you all that you need. He's given you all that you need. His His Holy Spirit is in you and every gift is available to you. Amen.
3: Amen.
2: So David's immediately discouraged and Saul tells him that he needs to put on his armor and take his sword. It doesn't fit. And can I tell you something? Thank Jesus he didn't take the advice of Saul. Thank Jesus he didn't because you know what? He God had been using him before, prior. He had begun to hone a skill. Listen, some of you at whatever you do every day, he's honing some skills in you. He's giving you some talents. And you don't need to look at someone else's talent. You don't need to look at someone else's gift and be like, I wish that was me. No, God made you on purpose for a reason. Amen. He made you on on purpose for a purpose. And listen, we don't, if we're not careful, we'll go around our whole life Never fulfilling the purpose that God created us for. The gifts that the giftings that He placed in us that He wants to use in our lives to bring others into the kingdom. So don't look at other people's gifts in long. Look at Jesus and thank Him. Develop that gift that He's put in you. Amen? All right, let's get back to it. Okay, so He gets some stones and a sling, and the enemy starts barking. All right. So that's all that he can do. Maybe we should say roaring. In First in Peter, he says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Listen, he's like a roaring lion. We don't need to worry about the enemy. He's a fake. He's already been defeated. There's only one lion that I care about, the lion of Judah. Amen. He's Jesus. He's got us. He's won the victory. He won the battle. He's beaten death, hell, and the grave. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So instead of listening to the devil and listening to that bark, listen, you don't need to listen. You don't even have to give it, don't even give it a little bit of a thought. I think sometimes we start to think and we're like, oh, well, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that. Listen, the best lies, there's always a little bit of truth in them, right? That's why the enemy, when he came at Jesus, he tried to twist the word. But listen, Jesus, he didn't fall for that. He hit him right back in the face, punched the devil and said, listen, this is the word of God. I'm not going to bow to you. I'm not going to compromise. Listen, there's no need to compromise. Jesus is enough. He's enough. Amen? All right. So David, he says, all right, one more drink of water, guys. Sorry." He says, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines to the bird of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that the whole assembly may know that the Lord saves not with the sword of the spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it into our hand. Amen? Amen? Listen, the battle is the Lord's. It's the Lord's. I said the battle is the Lord's. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. He's so good. Now, I feel like, you know, we're talking about cutting off heads in church. Ryan, that's a little graphic, right? It's a little graphic. Listen. Can I tell you something? I went into the library the other day with my daughter. And they, were, they handed me um, pride coloring pages and it's all over the walls. And we brought home some books the other day and they were filled with it. And we, did, we were like, wow, we're gonna have to look at every book. We're gonna have to look at every book. Look for children. for children, yes. Now listen, the, bu- the enemy is graphic. He doesn't care. He does. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to drag everyone to hell with him because he knows he's defeated. Listen, we can. We we need to come and take authority over the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Now I just want to go into this really quickly, and I'm going to skip back because after um, going through this, I'm going to go through my notes here a little bit. But I just want to let you know that also, you know, it, it might not be a thoughts. It might not be lies from the enemy that you're dealing with, but maybe it's it's a sin that you've been struggling with. And God really just showed me we don't have to put up with that as a, as a believer. We don't have to let sin live in our life and hold us back from all God is calling us to. And God wants to set us free this morning. It says, and I'm sorry I lost my verse. There we go. Romans 6, 6 through 7, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we no longer, say no longer, be enslaved to sin for the one who has died has been set free from sin. Listen, Jesus wants to set you free this morning. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening in your life. I don't know where you've been struggling. Maybe it's the things that are coming up at night on your television. Maybe it's something someone no one knows about. But God wants to set you free. You can be free in Jesus' name. It's not your sin to struggle with. You're like, oh, I really struggle with this. No, that's not your struggle. You don't need to be in struggle with that. You don't need to be wrestling with something and being chained. Because guess what? Our God has already set us free. He set us free. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. All right, at this time, I'm going to ask Keegan to come. And if someone could get the lights for me, please. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I just want to give a few verses here. Listen, if you're struggling with any of these things this morning, anxiety, depression, sin, sickness, God has an answer for all of it. It's him, right? It's Jesus. Thank you, God. And I just want to give you this verse. 1 Peter 5.7, casting all our anxieties on him because he cares. We cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for you. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. That anxiety and that depression does not belong to you. If you're sick this morning, it says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let, him, let them pray over him, anointing him, him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. At this time, I want to ask our young adults to come up. And any, if there's any volunteer pastors here, um, I'd love to ask you to come up and pray with us. And we're going to sing this song. This was, it seemed to be the song of camp this year. We are just pr- praying to receive more. And now listen, it doesn't have to be that. If you just want more of God this morning, if you want to touch from the Holy Spirit this morning, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning, I, I ask you to come and be, be filled. Be filled. What it, Pastor Freddie said at the beginning of this verse, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they will be filled. If you want to be filled this morning, come up and we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to speak Jesus to you. He's so good. And I just pray, I just ask that you would just have an open heart. Have an open heart because God wants to touch you.